Art is more than just a composition of beautiful colors and carefully placed brushstrokes. When we can think about it more expansively, that is. Welcome to the Art of Podcast, a show that unveils the masterpiece resulting from you taking your healing into your own hands. I'm your host, Leah Fisher, a trauma survivor turned multi-awarded reflectionist artist with a master's degree in counseling. My highest intention is to create a community for self-healers. Together, we'll unlock your own creative capacity to design a life of holistic wellness and embrace the healing journey, one step at a time. You are listening to The Art of Podcast, and this is episode number 22. Well, welcome back to The Art of Podcast. I am Leah Fisher, your host, and I'm excited about our topic today because I think it's something that really affects all of us 100%. There's no one that has not ever questioned, how am I supposed to be eating and how is my eating affecting my life? And I think that it's a really relevant conversation because it really truly does affect so many aspects of of how we feel and what we do. Because if we are really engaging in some harmful eating habits, it tends to do a lot of things to our body. It tends to make us unhealthy and decrease our energy, and there's a lot less of a reservoir for creativity. So I am so excited today for my guest, Lauren Talbot. She is a certified holistic nutritionist and author and founder of Feel Good Dallas. Welcome, Lauren. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Yes, of course, of course. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm staying um, a little bit cool, I think. How about yourself? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's hot as hell here in Texas. Isn't it? It's really hot. <laughs> <laughs> so tell my audience a little bit about who you are, where you come from, and what you do. Sure. So I am a holistic nutritionist, and I definitely didn't start off that way. I grew up in the pharmaceutical industry. So uh, oh, you, did. you grew up working in the pharmaceutical industry? Well, that later, yeah. after college. Yeah. But um, my dad was in Big Pharma, still is actually. He creates patient information for Big Pharma, essentially. Wow. Wow. So tell me, well, I guess tell us how that is related to what you do now with nutrition and how it's not really in alignment with big pharma. Yeah. So I completely went the diff- a different direction. Um, I went to business school uh, at USC. Um, I was also big in the entertainment industry. I wanted to be an actress. And I started having a lot of health problems. Yeah. I went from putting on the freshman 15 mm-hmm. to then becoming very restrictive with my eating. Mm-hmm. And so I started having um, depressive symptoms, uh, anxiety so bad I was hospitalized, um, panic attacks. And it was just like some scary stuff. And the answer that I always grew up with was, here's a pill. Yeah. Or we don't really know what to do with this. Uh, I was also suffering from my skin was always breaking out. And so it was really hard because you're a young girl, you're trying to look and feel awesome. And I just was so depressed at one point. I was just not functioning. I I was not inspiring to be around. I didn't feel inspired. I was just sad. And I really started looking for a solution that wasn't the pharmaceutical industry. I didn't want medication. I felt like deep down it had to be something different. Mm-hmm. I think that's really common. I mean, I would, I want to say younger people, but I mean, with a lot of people, the food restriction, can you tell us a little bit about if you don't get the right nutrition and the right amount of calories 
per day, what that can do. I mean, of course you might lose weight, but what is that doing to your internal systems? Yeah, so I always say that we eat for so many different types of reasons. Um, we're human. So we eat because food tastes good. Because I definitely do that. <laughs> me too. I mean, who doesn't like food? Um, because it's social. Um, because food is fun. But our body is really just eating for one reason and one reason only. And it's eating for nourishment. Mm-hmm. And if you're not getting that from like really wholesome foods what's going to end up happening and or if you're restricting like when I was in the modeling industry I was restricting but your body your organs your essential organs your brain every aspect your cells they all need nutrients and if they don't things are going to start becoming depleted um it's almost like you if you stop putting money in the bank you know you're going to run out of money and so you're going to start to lose energy your skin's going to suffer you're going to start to age more quickly so i know there's we all not we all but many of us want to look a certain way you know you see like models and the magazines but what you don't see is what's going on inside the body Mm -hmm. so like maybe later on you might get some kind of results but later on you might suffer from ill effects from malnutrition yeah. essentially definitely malnutrition hair loss i mean all the things that we're trying to avoid you're speeding up the aging process and that can look very differently to all of us and so it's absolutely important to get those nutrients and the thing is that's really fun and cool and i wish i knew this when i was younger going through all of this stuff myself is if you're nourishing your body with the right amount of nutrients and real food you actually will get naturally to the weight that you would like to be mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because that's just that's just like almost the law of nature. Right, right. That makes sense. And it also affects your like your mental health and and your emotions. You said you, you were suffering from anxiety and depression from from the food restriction. So it's just that it that it really promotes your brain health. And so if all, I guess all your systems have to work together and your mind isn't divorced from your your body, right? So like if your liver is working well and your spleen is working well, so your brain and your heart and your lungs and your muscles are also going to be getting into some kind of homeostasis around that as well. Totally. Because like I said, I'm a holistic nutritionist. And Mm. a lot of people ask me, like, what is that? And so in Western medicine, just like I said, like I grew up in this idea of like pharmaceutical, if you go to to a doctor, most doctors, and you said, oh, gosh, I'm I'm doc, I'm suffering from migraines. You know, they're going to give you something to treat that migraine. Right. Like like a pill. Yeah. Yeah. They're not going to look at the, or they're going to be like, oh, gosh, there's something wrong with your brain. They're not looking at the whole picture. So when I look at a client and what they're eating and their lifestyle, it's very almost easy to start putting together like the ailments they're either going through right now or that they're going to end up having because the body functions as one whole unit. Mm -hmm. And so when you put nutrients into your body and it goes to the digestive phase, those nutrients go into your bloodstream and the blood visits every single organ in the body. Mm -hmm. It's not just like today we're going to visit the liver and tomorrow the heart. It's the body functions as one whole unit. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I guess one thing that's really popular right now is intermittent fasting. And how do you feel about that? I mean, do you feel like one or two super, super healthy, nutrient-rich meals a day is enough? Like as long as you're getting enough calories, what are your thoughts about intermittent fasting? I think it can really differ, A, female versus male. Um, and then just the lifestyle. And it can also be impacted by our age. Mm-hmm. I know certain times in my life, you know, intermittent fasting, and I 
we're buddies and it worked really well. And then other periods of time in my life, whether being stressed or just hormonal imbalances, it's not so great. So it's not a one size fits all. Mm -hmm. Um, There's just certain things that go into play. But I, I really don't think... Personally, that you need three, what is it called? Like square yeah, meals. Square meal. Like the, <laughs> like the, so like the FDA, uh, yeah. like food pyramid. That was, oh my gosh, that was awful. Hard pass. Awful. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, you know, I know people's ideas around eating and nutrition are, are really, like, people talk about it all the time. There's all different kinds of ways, like no carbs or like just count your calories or intermittent fasting. But I, I think, at least for me, what has been the biggest struggle is that's all fine. That all works fine until I have a bad day and I just really want to eat, like, all that pizza. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it, a cheat day turns into, like, a few days and then I don't want to go to the gym. It's this roller coaster, like, rolling effect, I guess. A spiral, yeah. if you will. Yeah. Yeah, I think anyone who's ever gone through restrictive eating – it it kind of can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's important to have like a really good circle, like a community around that because I think, you know, if we're doing things out of joy and surrounding ourselves with in a positive environment, we're less likely to, I mean, yeah, sure, eat a piece of pizza one day. But I, I think we also need to set ourselves up for success. Mm-hmm. I know there are certain foods where I don't really want to have in my pantry because if I'm having a bad day, I probably will eat all of them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's human nature. I think, you know, that's unless you get out, like I'll tell my clients, hey, if you're feeling that way, change up the channel, go for a walk, take out that book, something that's going to shift your mindset away from this focus on not having a good day. Mm-hmm. There are cookies in the pantry <laughs> kind of thing. Or just don't have the cookies in the pantry. Yeah, right. that too. I mean, so with willpower, how when someone is having a craving and they know they shouldn't be eating those Oreos, they just had a piece of cake yesterday or whatever it is, so it doesn't become part of their eating routine, like falling off the wagon, how do you talk them down off that ledge? Oh, gosh, that's a really good question. First, I want to make sure that they're eating – is I, I feel like a lot of my clients who go off that ledge are restricting throughout the day. Mm. So they're not eating really nourishing foods and they're not feeling good. Because a lot of the times people are magnesium deficient. You know, if we're eating a lot of like, if we're calorie restricting, we're not getting enough magnesium. And so what that can do is that can trigger anxiety. And anxiety is something that triggers that, that need to put something in the body to like kind of soothe and calm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just making sure that there's, they're eating actually nourishing food throughout the day. And then also, like I said, it's setting yourself up for success. So if you know Oreos, for instance, are your kryptonite, probably don't keep those around. Yeah. Um, but also it's just the idea telling yourself well, – no, well, there's two things there. One is the visualization process. So visualizing yourself choosing something healthier and not giving so much power to the Oreo. We're picking on Oreos. <laughs> I mean, or yeah, so not not so much power to the Oreo, but yeah, I mean that's that's interesting. What what do you think is healthier choice, like an indulgent treat that you could switch out for, like a empty calorie like junk food like, like that? You know. Um. So one of my favorite things to make is you literally take half an avocado or a full avocado, and you mix it with cacao powder. Yeah, that is good. I've had that before. And you could either use stevia, monk fruit, or a little bit of maple syrup. Mm-hmm. But and it does feel very indulgent. You mix it with a little bit of water. It does feel really indulgent, especially if you're using the right ingredients. Um, but you're getting so many nutrients from the avocado. Mm-hmm. And avocados are pretty filling. They're, they're pretty 
good source of fat. Sure. Um, they have got protein in them. They got, but they have so many minerals. And so you you don't really feel compelled to eat like five avocados. Right, right. Because you feel satiated. And I like I mentioned before, we eat for so many different types of reasons. But my whole theory is that we're like we're usually searching for something, either a mineral in the food or a vitamin or something outside of ourselves, whether it's like the self-soothing, a hug yeah, kind of thing. Um, so it's not so much the food. Mm-hmm. And I think taking away the power of some foods and not giving them, like for instance, Adam and Eve, don't eat the apple. What do they do? They eat the <laughs> apple. I think right. They, We've been going that forever kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So you have a whole program. So you work with clients. Tell me a little bit about your practice and and what that looks like for your average client. Yeah, so usually I'll sit down with my client, a new client for 60 to 90 minutes just to really go over their lifestyle, their goals, what are they eating. Um, Usually people come to me with, I mean, I've, I've seen everything. I've worked with, with 12-year-olds and 85-year-olds mm-hmm. um, and then everyone in between. And so everyone comes to me with a little bit of a different goal, but it's really just understanding, okay, what's your current lifestyle like? If you're telling me you're eating like tons of potato chips, it's like, okay, how can we shift from that brand of potato chips to maybe a healthier version? And then what can we do there? And then it's just really the breakdown of how your body digests and metabolizes things I really like to get to the why I don't like to say don't eat potato chips for breakfast I want to tell you like (laughs) why you don't eat the potato chips for breakfast and here's a healthier alternative and it's not a one-size-fits-all for all of my clients it's every client I see it's a customized approach Um, but it's just like a breakdown of here's how the body needs to function to like live optimally so you can feel your healthiest happiest glowiest self whatever that is Mm -hmm. and then here's how we're going to customize it for you and then I take them usually on like a one to three week or six week journey of you know every week we're adding on you know new challenges and so for someone who's not used to you know they're waking up in the morning and they're grabbing like a Zevia you know we're going to go and we're going to add you know 30 ounces of water and your probiotic Um, and so it's just little shifts like that that become part of your lifestyle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you really hold their hand and the, you're, you're kind of their accountability partner to realign their nutritional goals and make sure that they are getting the most optimal nutrients for their own goals. Absolutely. Yeah. And that goes from like whether we're grocery shopping together or if I'm grocery shopping for them or if someone, a lot of my clients eat out a lot. And so I'll look at a lot of menus because I think a lot of people think they need to do one extreme or the other it's like they're either eating healthy or they're eating out yeah or they're either you know going one extreme or the other and you can totally meet in the middle and and that's the way it really worked for me it wasn't no one was telling me you can't have all of this it's Mm -hmm. like but you can have all of this Mm -hmm. so those things didn't feel off limits and what happened was the better you're feeling the more likely you are to continue to eat the things that make you feel good because it becomes like a feel-good drug. (laughs) Right, right, right. And you start kind of getting the results that you're looking for long-term, right? Like, So so you're not going to like maybe achieve like some amount of skinniness and then crash or, yeah. And so do you mostly work with people who are like trying to lose a bunch of weight or just trying to eat healthier or just everyone? Um, There's a lot of people looking to lose weight. Yeah. Um. I have quite a few clients that I've worked with. They were suffering from depression. Oh, okay. And so it was really nice to see them, you know, come out of that Mm -hmm. and be social again and have hope again. Yeah. Um, Which was, I think that's 
my favorite part of my job. But everyone comes with little things. A lot of men, they say they don't really necessarily want to lose weight. Um, they're looking for more energy. Okay. But they end up losing weight. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. That's just what happens when you start eating better. Right. You naturally shed. And even if it's not just like weight poundage, inflammation mm-hmm. um, can make us all feel bigger and puffier. It's that inflammation just... So, but people come to me for all different things. I think that's the easiest way. Skin. Um, I worked with a lot of girls that are 16 years old and, you know, they didn't really know what to eat for lunch. And so they were suffering from skin things or depression. Um, That's so interesting. Yeah. And so do you feel like you're a therapist, like a psychotherapist a little bit? Because a lot of it is really the emotion underneath it for whether you're just not eating enough or you're eating unhealthy or you know, might be engaging in an eating disorder. Like there's always that emotional undercurrent of what's going on. Yeah. So to be honest, yes, absolutely. But I didn't feel that so much when I was younger. So I'm 36 now and I started my private practice when I was 23, I think. So when I was 23, I was just all about getting the information out there. I just, I learned so much and it had changed my life. So I just wanted to share the knowledge I had. And now I'm a little bit older and wiser. (laughs) And I realize, you know, we all go through trauma. Um, I've certainly had my handful of it. Um, And it's not just about the food. Mm -hmm. Um, It's about everything else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the the most practical things that I like that you do is that you really advocate for food pairing. And I love doing this in my life. I found it's made a big difference. But explain to my audience what food pairing is. Yeah, so this is one of the things, the crucial things that like totally transformed. Yeah, like, like, like the, if you just do this, yes. it, it'll really change things for you. And that's what I like. To, like I say to a lot of my male clients, I'm like, hey, you can have the steak and potatoes. Just don't eat them at the same meal. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes this so approachable, I think, for many people is that. So, so explain what food pairing is. Yes. So food pairing or food combining is really the theory that certain foods digest well together or they don't um so for instance animal proteins and starches do not digest well together right so like a sandwich is is like digestion havoc right totally and so when people complain about being bloated and they're trying to figure out why um so our body creates digestive enzymes but we don't have especially as we age we don't have as many as we started out with um so the whole theory of food combining is really that say a piece of salmon, for instance, it requires your stomach to produce a more acid medium in order for those enzymes to be fully activated to break down that salmon completely and properly. And say a sweet potato, also very healthy, that requires your body to, your stomach to produce an alkaline medium in order for those enzymes to properly, completely and properly break down that really healthy sweet potato. But when you put those two together, like the really healthy grilled salmon with the sweet potato, you're requiring your body to produce an acid and alkaline. Mm. So if you go back to grade school and you put an acid medium with an alkaline medium, they neutralize. So what ends up happening is that food doesn't get to be completely and properly broken down so that your body's not getting all the nutrients it should be able to get from it. Mm -hmm. Our food is not the same quality as our ancestors. So I think just paying more attention to what you're putting together, how you're combining your food can really reduce bloating. It can improve digestion, bowel movements, 
um, energy level, like getting the food out of there, like yeah. letting it pass through your body. Because if you if you have this like a uh, very neutral environment in there, it's not breaking down. It's sitting there longer. It's absorbing more fat. It's it's like slowing down every system, right? Yeah. Because your stomach is working so hard to digest the food. So have you ever felt like tired after eating a heavy meal? Yeah. That's because all of your body's energy is going to digest that food Mm -hmm. because your body can't technically get any nutrients from your food until it goes from your stomach digested to your small intestine. And then that's when your body is able to start pulling nutrients into the blood. But if your food is going through partially digested or if it's sitting in the stomach for sometimes like five, seven, nine hours, Mm. you're not getting the nutrients and you're going to have, I mean, it sounds gross, but putrefaction like things putrefy um and that's how people's breath gets smelly you know that's it's like it's gross but like it's not really our intestines are 25 feet long and so you want to keep things moving otherwise there's gonna be a traffic jam right right okay so tell me if I'm right about this just so people can walk away with just some really practical information so don't eat a protein like an animal protein with a grain but you can have protein with a fat or a fiber yes okay um, but if you but if you wanted to have like pasta with olive oil with some bread, like that would be a proper food pairing. Yeah. So um, proteins. So your vegetables and your leafy greens. Okay. So your like broccoli, your squashes, um, they're neutral. They can go with pretty much anything. They, so so vegetables can go with anything. Yeah. Okay. And, unless it's like a really starchy vegetable, okay. which technically like cooked carrots or sweet potatoes or potatoes. Okay. They're like your starches. So they go in their one category. And then you've got your animal proteins, which are anything from poultry to eggs. Um, I even put dairy in that category too. Mm-hmm. Um, just further simplify. It's like, okay, animal food, starchy food, and then your vegetables are free game. So if you, for instance, wanted a steak, Pair that with a green salad and roasted broccoli or asparagus. And if you wanted the pasta, um, just stick with, you either, I'm going off topic here, but butter is a little bit neutral. So, or olive oil, butter, um, and then you could have that if you really wanted to go crazy with the carbs with a sweet potato or a potato, bread, for instance, those would all combine better. Mm -hmm. I would actually rather my clients eat more pasta, with the roasted vegetables then have a little bit of pasta a little bit of fish a little bit of all the foods yeah it just complicates things yeah yeah and that makes sense because that's really just going to mess with the digestion and then what another interesting thing there is fruit i knew you're gonna say that (laughs) (laughs) this blew my mind when i read about those yeah yeah so fruit technically should ideally be eaten alone or left alone um and ideally more as a breakfast meal or completely on an empty stomach. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is fruit is so high in water um, and, and natural occurring sugars that if you were just to eat, um, for instance, I just had papaya on an empty stomach earlier today, a little, like a, a bowl of papaya, that can technically, it's going to digest in about under 20 minutes and it's going to go from your stomach to your small intestine and just be on its way. It's going to be grooving throughout your system. Yeah. But if you were to have, for instance, say I tried to have papaya as a snack after like a grilled salmon um, salad, that's going to take three to five hours to digest in the stomach. So if you're adding that papaya on there, which could have technically digested really quickly with all that water and all that natural sugar, it's just going to cause, um, it's just going to putrefy 
And so that's why a lot of my clients will come to me like, oh, but I just had an apple for a snack. Why do I feel like this? Why do I feel so bloated? And it's because the apple basically is is fermenting. And sitting on top of that other on food. On top like, of the heavy like it food. Like it can't get past the other yeah. food. So that's so interesting because you always think at the end of a dinner, oh, I'll just have the the berry cup, you know. Totally. So, and some strawberries and, and blueberries, whatever. But it's really probably one of the hardest things for your stomach to deal with, yes. right? I would rather my clients have dark chocolate or even I had flourless chocolate cake for the first time ever the other day yeah. um but that would be better than choosing the bowl of fresh berries yeah otherwise you're just gonna feel bloated and all that fermentation in there Ooh. yeah and then like you do a lot of salads with with fruit and stuff like that which yeah. is also can't be that great for digestion no i call those the panera salads yes <laughs> they're like the salads with the fruit and the nuts and the cheese and i look at them i'm like oh my gosh yeah that looks like a stomach ache right so that's that's interesting. So um, it's called food combining. Or? Yeah, food combining okay. or food pairing. It's the same difference. Yeah, but I've always referred to it as food combining. Okay. All right. Cool. I I love that, and I think that that is something that people can deal with because I feel like, you know, if you can say, okay, you can have pasta, you can have meat, you can have all these things, just eat it in the right way. It doesn't feel like you're taking it away from someone. Exactly. And that's how it worked for me when I was younger, because it because I had options mm-hmm. instead of all this restriction. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Okay. And as far as supplements, are there one or two supplements that you recommend? Like what are the, if someone wanted to just take a couple of things a day, what would be something good that will, would aid digestion? And Yeah. Your- so I'm not a big supplement pusher. Um, my two favorite supplements are one, a good probiotic, mm-hmm. those healthy bacteria in there just can really make the world of a difference for digestion and bowel movements and metabolism and energy. And then magnesium at night. Magnesium is basically nature's Xanax. And when we're stressed out, just like our body tenses, our intestines tense too. And so people get really constipated or their system just becomes really backed up, even if they don't think so. But when you're giving your body the right amount of magnesium, it just causes those intestines to relax and to open. And when they're relaxed and open, that waste that we want to keep, you know, people talk about detox, that waste just is naturally detoxified from the system and you should have a healthy bowel movement in the morning as well as it just helps with sleep too. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good tip. That's really good. So I know that, you know, with, with your practice and everything you have going on, one of the things I love about people like you is that, you know, you don't have to just do one thing in life. I feel like when you're feeling good and, and you feel like you have this vitality in your life, you have the energy and the capability of creating things that you want. I think that you're really starting to rev up doing this with Feel Good Dallas. Yes. <laughs> because it's a little bit different than just, you know, working with clients and talking about mm-hmm. nutrition. What is Feel Good Dallas? So I moved back to Dallas right before pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I moved back and I realized I didn't really know anyone anymore. And I didn't know who to ask for an acupuncturist or the best facialist in town because, you know, you go on Yelp and you see all those reviews. So I really created Feel Good Dallas for myself. Um, I created it to be a resource for all things healthy in DFW Mm -hmm. so that people can go get on there and, you know, find, for instance, ozone therapy or, you know, where to go for infrared sauna or compression therapy and find what they're looking for that's going to help them feel their best um, in a way that's very... I'm very honest. Yeah. <laughs> I don't write about things that are bad, but I write about things that like I've had great experiences with and I want to share them with everyone. Oh, uh, I love that. It's kind of like a service project a little bit. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. We're very aligned that way. I feel like this podcast kind of does that too. So. I love that. 
Yeah. I mean, and let's be honest. I mean, you know, why would you want it to, I mean, it's hard to be at service and it's hard to create when your stomach hurts or you don't, you feel depressed because you're not feeling like you're your best self. And so that's really a good combination. I love that you're doing that. Thanks. I'm a Gemini. So, you know, I've always got multiple projects going on. (laughs) Yeah. It's Gemini season right now, no? Oh, yeah. about to be cancer season. Cancer season. Cancer season. But we just moved in from my... Oh, that's right. You just had a birthday. I did. How was that? It was good. Good. You know, it's, you know, you get older and you're like, okay, cool. What am I trying to accomplish this year? (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I really feel excited to share Feel Good Dallas with people because it's, it's everything from, you know, a good place to grab a healthy lunch or cocktails with a friend Mm -hmm. or just to go to feel good. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Pretty basic name, but. (laughs) And who doesn't want to feel good? Exactly. I love that. I love that. So I always try to leave my audience with a a recommendation, just some resource that they can go and look up or read or listen to. What is one of your favorite books that can be around nutrition or health or wellness or spirituality? Or what's just your favorite thing that's on your coffee table that you're loving right now? Oh gosh, I'm. I don't know if you've mentioned this on your podcast before, but I love James Clear, um, his Atomic Habits. Oh, I have it in my queue on my phone, but I have not listened to it. Oh my gosh, it's such a game changer. Yeah. Um, I've listened to it in Audible probably ten times minimum. Yeah. So what's the basic premise? It's just that you know we're trying. Basically, he teaches you how to shift your mentality to make these habit changes. And one of the things he talks about is habit stacking. So if you already have a habit, um, but you're trying to add another one, you combine them together. Mm-hmm. So for instance, if you want to you know, watch your favorite TV show, but you are trying to also be better about working out, you know, combine the, <laughs> combine the two, jump on the elliptical and you know, watch the TV show, but only put those two together. So if you want to watch the TV show, that's your reward. You have to do the workout oh. at the same time. Um, and I'm sure that could really work well with food too. Oh, absolutely. You're taking your probiotic or, you know, just really getting in the habit of making right choices. Yeah. And I think it's, it's so practical too, mm-hmm. um, because he talks a lot about, you know, how we think and perceive of ourselves. Like for instance, if, if I'm always someone who feels like they're struggling with their weight, I'm always going to have that in the back of the, my mind. But if I start to see myself as someone who's thriving and that I'm, you know, a a natural exercise becomes naturally to me, then you start to have that mentality. And when you start to have that mentality, you start to make different choices. Okay. Okay, good, good. Well, I'm, I'm, you know what, I think I needed a new book for this week. So I think that I'll I'll put that on. Okay, good. So where can people find you? How do they, how do they learn about your program and working with clients? And where are you on social media? Um, so on, on my website, I've actually just got married recently. So, um, oh, congratulations. thank you. Uh, my website is Lauren Gillen, G I L L A N.com. Okay. okay. And you can find me on Instagram at Lauren T Gillen. But I think the easiest one to remember is probably feelgooddallas.com. Okay. Um, and you can find me in all those places, but okay, I love when people reach out. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll, I'll link every, everything you in the show notes and, um, And that is good. Well, I am so excited for you and the work that you're doing. And I think that all of us could use a little bit of tweak and education around our food. I think the fruit thing is probably going to blow some people's minds. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I love it. Don't snack on fruit. (laughs) Nope. Nope. Don't (laughs) snack on fruit. Okay, good. Well, thank you so much, Lauren, for coming. Thank you so much for having me. Talk to you again. Yeah. And thank all of you for being here again and talking with us. I just love kind of bringing some things to people, um, resources and things that can, that can help us be happy and healthy and 
feel our best and, and have our best energy so we can just create the lives we want. And I think that Lauren was just an absolute uh, example of that. So as always, I really hope you love the show. You can always find me on Instagram at Leah Fisher Art and at my website at Leah Fisher Art. And don't forget to rate and review the show. It's so important because that's how we get distributed and how people hear about us. So I would really, really appreciate it. And I will leave you here and talk to you next week.